Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Kay, uh, joined by Tom Hughes. And, well, sad times, no Patrick. Um, we did the best we could. Uh, <laughs> we said people would be doing their tryouts. This is his third time on the show, I want to say. Uh, Sam L, as he wants to be called, because apparently his last name's too important to be said on well, the podcast. It's a long one. I'm feeling my struggle. I mean, you go by Joe K, so that's I don't think you're yeah. someone to say anything about that. Yeah, but, like, I own it, and that's, like, my thing. Like, everybody knows. There's a few jokes. Actually, yeah. I didn't even call myself Joe K. Other people did, and it just stuck, so don't blame me. Um, Sam, welcome. Good luck on your Thank little you. trial version here. I'm sure you'll be back a bunch, because, well, stay in the office later than most people, so it's going to be a lot easier to just pick you up and make you do things. True. Um, that's fair. Tom, hi. How's it going, man? I'm all right. How are you feeling in this post-Patrick world that we live in? Um, you know what? I, I feel like a jerk. I Why haven't, is that? Because I haven't talked to him since the wedding. Like, I didn't want to bug him and stuff. And I'm like, I should just text him and be like, hey, congratulations. How are you doing? And I haven't done that because, I like, it's his time and I don't want his wife to get mad after we kept him way too late last week. So. <laughs> that was his goodbye. She didn't know. Also, I mean. You can't blindly text, like, congratulations, because what if something went horribly wrong? <laughs> That's true. Like, congratulations, you're like, nothing happened. What are you talking about? Um, I was going to call the sense. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, or like, you know what? We did, It didn't happen. We had the trip planned. I decided to go anyways without her because I wasn't <laughs> give the tickets up or something. Like, oh, I guess that is a possibility. So, well, I guess in that scenario, maybe you could say congratulations <laughs> still. But yeah, so like I said, uh, Patrick, he'll fill in when he can, but we don't know when that'll be, so... We're in this new world. Like I said, our 30th, 30th episode of Hit Parade podcast. And uh, the first one, somebody new as, as an actual co-host. Don't screw this up, man. I'll try not to. Hey, I'm disappointed more than anyone else. Why are you disappointed? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so a lot to get going on. But uh, Tom, why don't you tell me about Collecticon first? Um, Collecticon was a lot of fun. It's, it's a different feel than a regular card show. Uh, you have a lot of different aspects that you don't see the card show a ton of, of pokemon which you know is cool because my kids are starting to get a pokemon he like my son was like wanted a pikachu and wanted stuff so it's kind of cool to see that side of the, the business that you don't necessarily see at a normal sports card show um and we had, we had a lot of fun a lot of new people met a ton of people that i had no idea who they were before this weekend and that was that's yeah. cool um, a lot of people that are going to be doing business with us or love hip parade or what, what about it? Yeah, absolutely. We did uh we did a pack war. Um, uh, Dan, who does a lot of the Pokemon stuff decided to come up with an idea for a pack war. Um, something that we've never done before. And it was really good. It brought a lot of people to the booth. They were opening up packs. So basically, uh, there was a scorecard. If you got certain kind of Pokemon, you got points. Uh, and we did a hundred boxes throughout the weekend and the top three people, uh, scores got to got a prize, got to win that. Um, Dan was on stage and a funny little story about that. <laughs> right under the bus. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do this. So uh, Dan's on stage and doing a giveaway and he gets to talk on stage and he was a little nervous. So the night before he was like, you know, what should I say? Whatever. And I said, just go up there and say, do you like sports cards? Do you like Pokemon? Come to hit parade. Let's effing go. Mic drop. <laughs> so and Dan kind of laughed and whatever. And he had had his spiel planned and he got up there and he went blank. And he said, oh. all I could think of is what you said the night before. So he went up there and did the exact <laughs> spiel that I said. Um, 
it, it got the people hyped. Like people got excited. He didn't drop the F bomb, which is good because there's a ton of kids around. <laughs> uh, but he he went blank. And all I could think of was what I told him at one o'clock in the morning the night before. Who is it? Go like Chris Farley and like Black Sheep. Like, no. Kill White. No, no. <laughs> yeah, recipes, Chris Farley. Oh, so, but yeah, it was good. It was it was fun. We had a bunch of content creators come in. Um, that's a huge side of the Pokemon thing is, is the content creation. We see it on the sports side, but these guys kind of, it's, it's different for that. And it's, it's a little bit almost more fun where a lot of times with sports cards, it's straight buy, sell, it's straight business. These guys are doing it cause they love it. And they're just out there having fun. Um, they came by the booth, did some content with us and it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, looking forward, I think in Houston, Dan and I are going to drive up from Dallas for a day, uh, during the Dallas card show to stop by the one in Houston in November. So just looking forward to kind of really, you know, exploring that side of the business and, and, and doing more stuff, um, you know, with the Pokemon and, and non-sport stuff. Nice. So Sam, tell me all about your Collecticon experience. Well, I didn't go. So that's, <laughs> that's all of I know. it. I want to see if you just like freeze. Like, what? I didn't know. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, Sam, tell me something about yourself so people know who the hell you are. Well, I'm probably one of the worst gamblers in the history of gambling. It's not probable. You're bad at it. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm cursed. But, um, you know, I bet a lot. It doesn't win, but I'm trying to set it back a little bit and trying to calm down a little bit. Or... Does that have anything to do with why you're leaving the country in a couple of weeks? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. No, family trip. We get it. We yeah, get it. Tell, tell us where you're going in Europe. Going to France for a few days and then a week in Italy. Very excited. Never been to Europe, so I'm really excited. Going to Rome and Florence. Did you get to pick where you were going, or is it just like oh, you were told, I, I you were had told where you were going? Zero say. What's <laughs> I'm okay with that. Who, yeah. ran, who ran? Who ran the ship? My dad that? controls everything, yep. and <laughs> I'm not even going to step foot in anything. <laughs> Sam, scared of his dad. You heard it here first. <laughs> when it comes to trips, he rules everything. He's just that guy. I hear. Listen, I, that's fine. You're going to Europe for ten days. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, right. that's what mean. I said. I was like, I don't care. I don't care what we do. If I'm in Europe, I'm okay. I love it. All right. Um, well, on the most important thing. The NFL. Uh, football's going. It's flying. We've got through week two. Week three's coming up. Uh, by the time people listen to this, tonight is Giants Niners. Yes, tomorrow. Yep. So, tomorrow slash tonight. Well, that's, like I said, this will be out on Thursday, <laughs> so we kind of pretend like we're recording on Thursday. But yeah. uh, that should be a boring game where the Niners murder the Giants, so that shouldn't be too bad. But uh, right now, we got a couple teams with a hot start. we got a few 2-0 and teams. We have the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Commanders, the Niners, the Falcons, Saints, and Bucks. Um, Tom, I'm going to start with you. Give me your two teams that are not going to stay 2-0 and after one, after a week. So I, I think the craziest part is the last three. Falcons, Saints, Bucks. We all, we all said that was probably the worst division of football. And here we are, 6-0 and between those teams. I know Carolina hasn't won. I'm not buying any of that. Really? I, I, I don't think they're – I still don't think they're good. And I guess one of those teams might beat up on the rest of it. But I, I don't think that division is good at all. And I think – of all those teams, they're probably the worst three teams. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. It's funny because you said all those NFC South teams, but if you look, there's all those NFC East teams too. Cowboys, Eagles, and Commanders. They're doing just That's just true. dandy over there. Uh, the Commanders, I don't really think, are going to be the ones sticking around for much longer. They beat obviously beat um, a not great or trying to win Arizona team, and then they beat the Broncos, who are just routinely bad. So I think they'll be the ones that drop off. Um, Sam... I think I have a feeling what you're going to say here, but what teams are going to drop off in your opinion? I'm actually not going to say the Ravens, but <laughs> um, I, it, it's hard to feel that this NFC South is going to send two playoff teams. Right. I feel like that's pretty un- unlikely, and I don't think the Commanders will keep it up. They got Buffalo coming to town this week, so 
obviously, I don't think they're going to hold up. Everyone else, though, I think they, I think I think the Cowboys could be for real this year. I think they oh, could actually great. have a re- actually really good year and maybe actually do something in the playoffs. <laughs> that's a fun bet. Remember, he said he's a really bad gambler. Everybody, that's true. That's true. So probably don't take that. Who's winning the NFC South, Sam? I've been I've been riding this train all year. I'm going to Saints. I yeah. love the Saints this year. I know. I thought you'd be pumping them up more right now. Well, they had an okay start. I mean, they're 2-0, but the wins weren't that uh, sexy, I guess to say, because they barely beat uh, Tennessee and they barely beat Carolina. But I still like them. I still think they win the NFC South. Okay, that's fair. And then you have your 0-2 teams, teams that have obviously a bad start. Um, a couple of surprising names in there. Most notably, I would say the Chargers, the Bengals, and the Vikings. Uh, Tom, is there anybody you see in there that should be maybe that'll recover from the start and still make some noise come playoff time? So I'm I'm gonna go a little bit off the the grid here, and I'm gonna say the Patriots. Now they're in a really tough division, so I'm not sure they make the playoffs. But they played both the Dolphins and the Eagles very tough. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, if I was picking my top three teams, it's probably the Dolphins. Eagles and Cowboys. So the fact that they went, you know, basically you had uh, the lateral to the offensive lineman, which was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. Um, And they barely were short with a chance to go uh, win the game there. They had the the week before against the Eagles, I think it was Keyshawn Boot, uh, just missed staying in bounds for them a chance to beat the Eagles. So I think that the Patriots, because of, you know, Coming with crazy stuff. The guy, you know, almost in motion coming to block a field goal. Like Belichick, yeah. everyone wants to say, oh, he's nothing without Brady. He's holding that team together with some uh, duct tape and some glue and some gum and all that other stuff. And I, I think right at the end of the season, they're still going to be there um, as a team you don't want to play. Well, I said it last week with um, who would you who really like improved their stock already after week one. And I said Mac Jones. And I think he just continued to prove it. I know he's not like, I understand he's not. Killing it, killing it, but he's significantly improved. And like you said, he just played two really tough teams. Uh, do you feel like the hobby's going to respond and his his price is going to go up? His value, I should say? I think it's already gone up a little bit. I think the, the problem, though, is that you have to win this league. And people mm-hmm. want winners. And people are are buying guys because they think they can win and go on a run and make the playoffs and, and win a Super Bowl. Uh, and I don't think that anyone outside of New England thinks that they're a Super Bowl team right now. Okay, then uh, give me a player right now, after two weeks, who has improved their value the most in the hobby. Tua. Okay, go on. Once again, Tua, before the season, his value had the injury risk baked in. Obviously, the scary thing with Tua is any one hit could end his season, end his career uh, because of the concussion issue. But he is flat out balling out right now. Uh, Tyreek Hill is doing Tyreek Hill things that nobody else on this earth can seem to do. Uh, Jalen Waddell isn't, haven't even played that well yet. Um, McDaniels is uh, as, as weird as he is as a, as a person, um, is a really good offensive coach. Uh, watching some of that Patriots game, that little just like little motion out wheel, it was almost like they said triangle offense. Mm-hmm. Like just simple stuff like that, making easy decisions for Tua and then letting his guys just be faster than everybody else is uh, has worked for them. And – I think he has a chance to really make a, a jump into that top echelon of QBs. Okay. Sam, now it's your turn. Out of all the people who got a hot start, who whose value do you see rising the most in the hobby? Uh, Delhi 2 is up there. I mean, it's hard to say, hard to not say Puka. Puka Nakua. Because he went from nothing to value. So, I mean, it's hard to not. I mean, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson's obviously great. He still has value. I don't know if he went up at all, but he's still 
fantastic. One of the best receivers in the league, obviously. But uh, I would have to say Puka. I love me Puka. <laughs> it's a great. It's a, it's a great question, and you you led into my next one. I was going to ask Tom. So Puka's value. We've watched his cards obviously over the last two weeks. Just like you said, skyrocket. I believe there's one card right now that I think a week ago was worth like fifty bucks. That we're watching it go for nearly a thousand dollars right exactly. now, which is insanity. But hey, he's setting records. He's doing this thing. <sighs> you know, the Rams. I mean, going into the season, nobody was thinking they were going to do anything. And of course, Cooper Cup's hurt. And when he comes back, that's going to change things. Would you recommend people just stay away from investing in Puka? If you are investing in him now, you've missed your chance. All right. I agree with um, that. You had to do that beforehand. I mean, the parallels to fantasy football are great. Mm-hmm. Before the season, you could have traded a second round pick for Puka. You probably, if you, if you, you could trade, you could have traded. Rashad Bateman or someone in that caliber for Puka, and they would have jumped on it most likely. Oh, yeah. Now, if someone's saying trying to tangle Puka out there, you know, you're talking about, you know, with, with you, you're a big DeAndre Hopkins fan. Okay. Would you trade Puka for DeAndre Hopkins right now? Straight up. Straight up. Mm, probably not, just because I like to have the talent over time type thing. Like, yeah. DeAndre's proven it for. Forever, you know. But you hesitate. You <clears throat> thought about it. No, because I was trying to figure out how I was going to properly explain my no answer. Okay. And maybe I, I shouldn't have picked someone you like so much. It's just what it's so. But that's just how I do things. Like when yeah. it comes to fantasy football, Puka's great. He popped off for two weeks. But how many times have you seen a guy in fantasy football pop off for two, three weeks? You spend all of your free agency budget on him and you think that's going to be your guy. And then by week 12, people forget he, they exist again. Okay. How about, how about a guy? who was a top 25 receiver going in who struggled, um, Mr. DJ Moore, who I'm a big fan of talent-wise, would you trade DJ Moore for Puka? Well, I think I could trade DJ Moore for Puka and something else, so that's different. But I get what you're saying because DJ Moore is still really good, really solid, but the problem is the Bears are ass. Yeah. And it's really it's really tough to say, hey, give me a part of that offense right now, even if it's in, you know, like we say, fantasy and the card world are hand-in-hand. So. No, I wouldn't. I'd rather I'd rather have Puka because he's more fun at this point. DJ Moore is already looking like he regrets everything that happened to him. Yeah, I so like I have in the league. I have both of them, and I I'm sitting DJ Moore for Puka. You said target share alone is the reason to start Puka. Like, I understand that. Um, one question about another player that is just absolutely killing the league, literally. Micah Parsons, awesome, fantastic. <laughs> On his way to, if he keeps us up, I don't know, like one of the best seasons of all time because, I mean, he's got off such a great start. In the hobby, how high can a defensive player really go? So it's it's always interesting because a lot of that has to tie in with rarity of cards. So for a long time, you had guys like um, Troy Palomalu and um, Charles Woodson as two of the guys that were the most expensive defensive autographs. And then they started signing over the last couple of years and their value has gone down. Um, so it's tough for, you know, defensive players, especially players now that are signing more often to have a ton of value. There's exceptions to the rule. Uh, TJ Watt still has a ton of value. Um, and I think Parsons is the same, same boat as far as talent wise. And both of them are great markets. You know, Pittsburgh is a great market for collecting. Dallas is a great market for collecting. So I, I think he's going to, get up there, but it's just one of those things where 
just people don't want defensive players. I get it. That's fair. That's why I asked the question. It's interesting. Sam, question for you. The Bengals are somewhat shockingly 0-2. Things do not look like they're going right at all for the team. Burrow re-injuring his calf. Chase not really doing much so far. How concerned are you about the Bengals? Um, they, yeah, they had a slow start, but the same they have with them last year, they were going to last year to start the season. I think they're going to pick it up. Maybe not immediately, but Burrow is hurt. I think that calf injury is an actual thing. I think it's actually hindering him. Um, but, I mean, he's the highest paid player in football now, so I think he'll turn it around. And I think they'll be fine. I don't know if they're going to win that division, though. I think I'm worried about them for the division. Wait, wait who well, is? Yeah. I think the Ravens are going to win the division. <laughs> oh, my God. I really do. <laughs> How does this make you feel? Sam, noted I, I, Ravens I'm hater, disgusted. hates Lamar. <laughs> I don't Even hate though the Ravens. He's a Lamar jersey, which you're going to wear on one of these shows, by the way. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, I don't hate the Ravens, per se. I hate Lamar. But um, I think the Ravens have a good defense. I, I, I really think Harbaugh knows what he's doing. I really love Harbaugh. Um, yeah, they got a question mark quarterback, but uh, I still think that's good enough for them to win the, the division. So, you know, this is happening. The Ravens, I think I saw a stat. Lamar is like 74% completion percentage, which is – 10 points higher than his career. Nice. Um, part of it is, is Zay Flowers has been great for him. Yeah, having um, receivers helps. Zay Flowers is very good, too, yes. But, you know, Odell's hurt already. Not a surprise. Yeah. Um, Rashad Bateman has not done much. They actually went to Nelson Aguilar for the game-winning touchdown uh, this past week. Uh, so, <laughs> I still have questions about that team, about the weapons. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins, um, unfortunately for him getting hurt. But that defense is good. They, long as Lamar takes care of the ball, they're going to be at least above average offensively. And if the Bengals aren't good, and the Browns just lost the heart and soul of their team, mm-hmm. yeah, um, the Browns are in trouble. And unfortunately, Kenny Pickett does not look like the guy right now. I, I think they're going to win the division. I just, I think the division is a lot weaker than I thought it was going into the season. Yep. Browns and Steelers both look disappointing. I mean, oh, Deshaun, so. Deshaun Watson, for what he's getting paid, is not doing anything for that team. He looks terrible. Are you surprised with all that time off? Yes. I, well, I am more surprised. So this season, rather than last season, like he missed, what was it, 12 games last season? Mm-hmm. And uh, like he had a, now he had a full training camp with this, this team. He already had a, pre, like a preseason the season before. So I thought he would have been meshed a lot better with these guys. But he looked really bad on that Monday night game. So I think the, I think the Browns are probably – I think the Browns are going to be fourth place in that division. He, he didn't look good the week one, and, and people were like, well, it was raining. Burrow didn't look good. So maybe it's just the weather. And you're right. He just does not look like the same player. And if it's it's one of two things. Either he is not the same guy, or they need to get a new offensive coordinator in there that can run plays that he likes when he's successful because he looks unsure of himself. He doesn't seem like he is uh, decisive with the ball. And it, it could just be him. He, he, you might lose that edge. Obviously, we saw it. Le'Veon Bell did when he set out a season. Um, but if if I'm the Browns, I'm trying to get a scheme in there that you're molding around him because uh, you're stuck with him. Like, you're, what are you going to do? Fair enough. One more question then. Chase and Burrow, are you scared of them with their values? Are you holding? Are you selling? Obviously, I don't think you're buying, are you? So I am holding on Burrow. Um, the injury scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, we saw what happened to Aaron Rodgers week one. He had a calf injury before that, and then boom, Achilles, season over. So I'm not actually going out and trying to buy Burrow right now, even though it's his prices have dipped a little bit because I do have that concern. Chase, I'm buying up Chase right now. I think a couple bad weeks does not scare me away from him. He is 
the second best receiver in football. That hasn't changed. They're going to get him the ball. They're going to figure it out, and he's going to be just fine. So I would definitely buy the dip on Chase. All right. I like that a whole bunch, too. Last but not least for my questions that I can think of off the top of my head. All right, the Chargers are 0-2, but realistically, Justin Herbert does not look bad at all. Um, at, believe it or not, I think Kellen Moore's look pretty good with him. I think Brandon Staley's a lot of the issue there. I don't think the defense is very good. Um, I know in the past you may have mentioned that you're not sure about Herbert, and if you didn't say that, I feel like you did, so I'm going to pretend you did. No, I did. Definitely right, did. Okay. How do you feel about him now? Exactly like I did before the season. You're wrong. You're he, wrong. He, he much better. Listen, he is in in six to ten. He's not a top five quarterback, but he's a top ten quarterback in this league. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Until he wins, no one's going to care enough about him. And it, it's right there in San Diego. He is Philip Rivers 2.0 right now, which is putting up great stats. Los Angeles. But, oh, yeah, same difference. <laughs> um, Rivers played for San Diego. So there we go. Sure. Um, but it's the same exact situation that we had before where really good player, just can't win. Um, it's it's terrible to see because I, I like him. I liked him when he was coming out of Oregon. Um, you just you hope to see something change. Um, but once again, another division that I thought was going to be a lot tougher than it is. And I think the Chiefs, though they don't look great, are going to kind of walk through that division. Okay. Sam, last one for you. Should the Vikings be 2-0 or 0-2? Should they be 0-2? Um, I mean, Kirk looked really good in that game against the Eagles. Right. But the whole team let him down. Like Jefferson fumbled like to the back of the end do. zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, they had a bunch of turnovers. Which, I mean, he didn't look – he looked really good. I don't remember Stanley. I think he had over 350. But mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I think they're better than they have the, the record stats right now. I don't know if they're going to take over with the Lions, though. I think the Lions got that division. Lions look pretty good, but I think – I asked because I think the Vikings look very good. I think they got to learn how to hold on the ball. I think they have yep. 107 turnovers in two weeks, and they've they shot the themselves in the football games. They should have beat the Eagles, yeah. 100%. And uh, what was for the Buccaneers? They should have won that game, too. should have beat that game, too. If they're not turning over the ball as much as they've been doing, they're good. Like, that offense is looking really good. You already talked about it. Jefferson already playing well. Kirk definitely playing well. Addison fits right in. Oh, yeah. Um, better Thielen immediately. Yeah. Faster, better, all, all over the place. KJ Osborne is still a name people know now because he still makes plays, you know? And uh, I believe right now, TJ Hawkinson the number one tight end in fantasy. Mm-hmm. They have all the weapons. I know that their defense is not the best. I disagree. But I, I that, de- go on. that defense got after Hurts all game. Did. Daniel Hunter had three sacks. They had pressure on all game. Uh, Ivan Pace, the rookie linebacker, looked really good. I think he had a, a sack or a half a sack. I think the defense was fine. It was just you said they turned the ball over four times and they lost by a score to the to the team that won the NFC last year. That is 100% on ball security. And to me, they are a lot scarier than I thought they were because of that. Okay, cool. I like that a whole bunch. Um, anybody else you're concerned on? Thomas. I. What is going on with the Broncos? Like, because come on. I, Same like, thing as last year. I know. Russ, Russ you, is washed, you, I got, think, you got Sean Payton back. They come down. Then they throw this Hail Mary ridiculous, bounced off <laughs> 17 hands into into their in their hands for a touchdown. And then they call up this weird play. Now maybe it was pass interference, but it just it didn't look right from the start. 
And I thought Sean Payton might come in there and, and change that team. And they just, they look blah again. It's just, I don't know. It's frustrating because I look at Judy and Sutton and Javante Williams, and I feel like that team should be better. And they have a good defense. They, they should, it should work. On paper, they have a great team. It's just they can't make it work. It's the same thing as last year. Russell Wilson can't get it good together. But hopefully, I thought Sean Payton would also do something there, but I guess he didn't. Guess he isn't. Rookie quarterbacks. Um, how do you feel about them after two weeks? Um, the guy who I thought would struggle the most, Anthony Richardson, has probably looked the best if he can stay on the field. Have some concerns about his playing style, leaving both games early and not finishing them. But he definitely looks like the guy with the most upside. Stroud has looked blah, and watching the game Monday night, Bryce Young just does. I, I know I was he looks small. He, you can be small and be good, but there was times where he just seemed like he was just overmatched in there, and it's concerning, um, you know, to me for already. So, okay, that's something to say. But first, Sam, I'm going to ask you because we got to keep warming you up here. How do you feel about the rookie quarterbacks? Um, I agree with the Bryce Young take. I think C.S. Stroud's actually. Look pretty decent, mm-hmm. section, especially last game. He had 370 I'm gonna get there. Numbers, I'm gonna get there. But uh, I mean, he has a horrible receiving core. He's got no one to throw to, and uh, he's still putting. He's still put up 370 yards, which is hard for someone. Nico, it's not hard to do for someone in their second game. New Collins had what 150 yards last game. Yeah, yeah. How you like Richardson? Uh, the injuries scare me, but uh, so he had two rushing touchdowns last game, so that looks pretty promising. But still, you got to keep healthy. For sure. So with Stroud, you're wrong. Sorry, bud. Ohio State fandom. No, 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 no. It's not even that, man. Like, I was just reading the stats on him, and literally, it is his team letting him down. The offensive line is absolutely terrible. Like you said, his receiving core is okay. Nico Collins, I do like. Tank Dell is pretty good, too, but they're still working on getting open and stuff. Honestly, the one of the, he's like one of the better quarterbacks. I think he's like sixth or something when his line actually blocks for him and he has time. But it's he never has time, so he's always running for his life and making mistakes. But when like the play, quote unquote, works like it's supposed to, he's actually been really good, which is why you're seeing, you know, 378 yards, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there's a lot more promise there than you're really letting on. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, Brady. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's like I don't think if you're in Houston, you're feeling terrible about everything right now. Where in Carolina, you might be going, oh shit, he might be too short. Exactly. <laughs> I, I but. No one should be feeling that two weeks in. No, yeah. no, nobody should be, you know, I, they pull up stats of like worst opening seasons and Peyton Manning has one of the worst mm-hmm. rookies quarterback seasons ever. Um, <clears throat> as a Bills fan, anyone who watched Josh Allen could tell you that he looked like he was just running around with a chicken with his head cut, chopped off his year, first year. So mm-hmm. there's still a lot of time for these guys. I just, sometimes the physical stuff you can't teach you either, you either have it or you don't. And that's, I guess the concern with Bryce. Fair enough. All right, before we get out of football, uh, any fun picks for this week? Who do you like? Sam. Um, you know, it's a big spread, but I think the Chiefs cover against the Bears. I think it's 13 and a half. That's a lot, but you might yeah, be right. I think the Bears it, look completely I think it's off. Like that. The, Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs are going to get together. It's Kansas City. I mean, Kelsey's still getting back from that injury. I think he'll be fine next week. And the Bears, they look bad. Uh, I'm going to take one uh, guy who hasn't done anything the first two weeks. Uh, Mr. Kittle, I have, I think, any time touchdown for him Thursday night's a good pick. That's not bad. Especially since Thursday night games are always so weird. Like, they I are. expect it'll be just crazy. I think, honestly, honestly, the Giants give him a fight on Thursday. I do. I think it's going to be a close game. 
Clo- how close are we talking here? Touchdown. So you're saying you would they cover. They cover? So you'd play Giants plus 10? Yeah, that's what I would do. I think, so I think it's going to be so bad of a game, I'm going to go to the movies instead of watching it. Really? You're going to do that anyway. You're a movie you think you're going to blow up? Yeah, I, I think the 49ers are He's going to go over He's going to the movies anyway. Don't <laughs> let him no, do it. No, I, I looked at the game. I said, oh, there's Thursday night. Should I go to the movies or go watch the game? And I was like, eh, I can I can go to the movies. And then if the game's important later, I'll watch the end. And I'm not really worried about it. I could see it being a sneaky good game. Okay, fair enough. Um, I have two underdogs that I like this right. week. I like the Titans beating the Browns. A, the Browns are... I like you know, it too. They're burned, obviously, all over the place, but the Titans' defense is actually pretty good. I think the Titans um, might win that division. Yeah, they're they're actually still underrated right now, so they're. that's one of the teams that I, I kind of like myself. What's the spread on that game? It's three and a half. For Cleveland? For Cleveland. And Cleveland. It's got to be in Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, it's in Cleveland, but that doesn't mean much, as we've no, seen yeah. over the years of Cleveland plus, Browns fandom. I really like Tennessee plus three and a half there. That's fun. And then the other one I have that's... Oh, wait, never mind. Especially I, the I thought I read New York. I thought for some reason I thought the Jets were still favored against the Patriots, but they're not. So we're just going to go back on that. Yeah, right, the Patriots are definitely going to beat the Jets. It's a, it's got to be it's still a, a small there. spread. There. Two and a half. Two and a half. So that's what I like. But it's on the road, so we'll see what happens. Um, let's move on to some baseball because well, we're halfway through the show already. Baseball playoffs, Tom. We got the AL. Your locks are your Orioles, the Twins, but because they were the which AL Central team accidentally wins the division team, and the Rays won the. Or they won the wild card? Yeah, they're top wild card. How far are they behind the Orioles? Do you know offhand? Uh, two and a half games going into this afternoon. Okay. So, <clears throat> that means that leaves basically the Blue Jays, Astros, Rangers, and Mariners. One of those guys are going to miss the playoffs, right? Yep. They can't all make it? Nope. Why is that again? So, you'll get one of the Astros, Rangers, Mariners win the division, and then you'll have two of the three other wild cards will be there. Fair enough. Um, all right. Since we all know what that is, uh, first off, Sam, who do you think is missing out in the playoffs here? Um, I'm going to say the Mariners. I don't think they make it. Any reason why, Sam? Well, you know, besides Julio Rodriguez, I don't think they have anyone special. No, that's fair. I don't think they have any special people. Uh, what about you, Tom? Who do you think is missing out? So I also think the Mariners. I just look at the Astros. Um, they've been here, done that before. And the Rangers just got uh, Dolos Garcia back, who was a big bat for them. And they were so good at the beginning of the year that I I feel like they're just they're going to hang on and then get in, but um, it's it's a crapshoot really. So I kind of want to say the Blue Jays personally. Oh, I, I, that's the team I like the most. I think. Well, here's why they have the worst run differential out of out of the teams we're talking about. The problem with it is that the other three teams are probably going to beat up on each other, right? Do they have any games against each other? Beat in the same division? They have a couple. There, there's a couple series. Yeah. So because of that, the Blue Jays are probably going to get in simply because they don't have to play the other teams where the other teams are obviously fighting for the division crown. Um, Astros probably sneak out of the division. I really want the Mariners to make it, but since you guys are saying they're going to miss it, I'm going to probably agree with you. Screw it. Let's go with the Rangers because I've kind of liked them all season. So I guess we're all on the go-away Seattle Mariners train. Sweet. The NL. Who do we have already making it in the NL, Tom? So you have the, the Braves have won their division. The Brewers have won their division, and the Dodgers have won their division. Um, the Phillies are like three and a half up, so they're probably good. Yeah. And then you have an absolute dogfight. Mm-hmm. Uh, all within three games of each other, you have the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, the Giants, the Reds, and the Marlins. The Marlins. Um, so I think that, you know, obviously it's a, it's a dogfight between those teams. Two of those five will get in. So, Sam, which two of those five are getting in? Diamondbacks and Cubs. Why? Um, 
Dimebacks, I like uh, I like Zach Eon and Corbin Carroll. So, okay, I'm going with that. What about the Cubs? I just think they're gonna make it. Oh my God. <laughs> Sam, you're failing your trial. Not know. much to say. You got all these notes written down like your pants. That's all football. That's all football. Yeah. You should have said more of those notes. Well, I didn't get this sheet until right now. That's fair. That's not <laughs> on you. That's on Tom. For yeah, sure. it's not me. All right, all right. So for me, um, I agree with you on the Cubs, and the reason why is because I go back to run run differential again. They're the only team that we're naming here that actually has a positive run differential. So that means the only one scoring more runs than they, you know, than they've allowed all year. Uh, that to me seems to be like a really good thing. Then the other one I want to go with, I kind of want to say the Marlins, just because A, that'd be kind of fun. I've kind of secretly wanted them to make it. Like, I really like the Reds too, but they're the ones that are a game and a half back of it. So maybe too much. Plus they give up too many runs still and people just keep getting hurt on the team. So it yeah. kind of, it's like, ah, probably not. Giants are too far back. So it comes down to Diamondbacks, Marlins and uh, Diamondbacks. I feel like they've been up and down and up and down all year. Whereas the Marlins have been kind of more steady. So maybe steady wins the race. That's kind of what I'm thinking there. What do you got? So I'm, I'm going Diamondbacks. Once again, Corbin Carroll's been great um, in the leadoff spot for him. Um, and then I'm going to go with the Marlins as well. The Cubs were kind of not comfortably in, but they were a couple games up not Good. too long ago, and they've kind of been slowly fading. Um, no one really expected them before the year to, to be in contention, and I think they're just starting to, to fade a little bit here at the end. It'd be great to see Cody Bellinger and the Cubs get in. I'd love to see him go back to L.A. and hit a couple bombs against his old team. But I do think they're going to kind of fade off to the sunset here. All right, fair enough. Anything else to touch on baseball? I don't really think we got everything, right? Go O's. <laughs> and last but not least, the NHL hockey camps are opening up this week, which means hockey's coming soon, which means basketball's coming soon. It's going to be really fun. But right now we're focusing on hockey, and Tom decided that he wants us to do way too early predictions on things, and I'm okay with that. So Sam. This is the only part of your homework that you were told to do ahead of time. So you damn, about. damn straight. So uh, why don't you give me your MVP prediction right off the bat? Connor McDavid. Why is that? I don't even think I need to say anything. Here, I'll do it. Connor McDavid <laughs> is the best player on earth exactly. when it comes to hockey. He's tremendous. He's my pick too. Um, he's going to score 50 more points than anybody else this year. He's just, he's just the best player in the world. He always looks like he's moving faster than everybody else by like 10 miles per hour, especially like in the, when we last saw him in the playoffs. He's great. Um, it's easy. It's chalk. But, I mean, come on. Until somebody else really shows they can hang, which exactly. they can't, there's no reason not to say he's going to MVP. Tom, you're going to pick somebody else to be <laughs> who you are, so just please give me who you who going to be wrong on. Nathan McKinnon. There you go. There it is, guys. Go so on. I think Nathan McKinnon is probably the second-best hockey player in the world That's right now fair. behind Connor McDavid. Very fair. And – you know, if I'm betting, the odds say you don't take the favorite. Um, so I'm going with McKinnon. I think that Colorado is the best team in hockey. They've dealt with some injuries the last couple of years. McKinnon was hurt last year. I think you get a full season of him healthy, and I think he is close enough to McDavid in points where him being on the best team in hockey will get him the edge. If you take Nathan McKinnon off the avalanche, they're still really, really good, right? You're still scared of them. Yeah, they're still really good. If you take Connor McDavid off the Oilers, you are not as scared of them at all. Well, you're as say, wait, wait, no, no, as here we scared. go. Because all you're going to do is say, Leon, he's there too. Everybody else is just a bunch of dudes, man. They're not that good without him. Leon Drysdale is a top five I player agree. in the league. Other than Leon. So in, in, without Connor, they still have a top five player in the league leading that team. 
Listen, listen, I'm not, whole I, bunch of bombs. listen, I'm not here to argue that that anyone's better than Conor McDavid. He is the best player. I really want to see if I can get you to do it. You love doing this shit, so I, I want to see. He, he is the best player. But it's not always, the best player doesn't always win MVP. Uh, you know, Kobe didn't win every MVP. LeBron hasn't won every, every MVP. Mario Lemieux didn't win every MVP. It's not about MVP. best players. It's the player most valuable to their team. That's why Hashik won those ones back in the day when the Sabres were like the eight seed. You know, it comes down to who's most valuable. And I still think just McDavid and everything he does will still continue to be most valuable. I mean, if, if you want to go that, I think. Yes, if I want to go with what the award is given for, yes, that's what I'd like to go with. I, I think you could, you could talk about Jersey and talk about Jack Hughes. That's being, fair too. Being the best player on that team by far. I think there's a lot of good players on that team, but he's the only superstar on that team. Not more than McDavid, but I understand. I understand what you're trying to say here, Sam. Your Vesna pick. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd go with Jake Onger in Dallas. Yeah, why is that, bud? It was really good last year. Um, was your that. playoff goalie when you won that playoff pool here? Um, no, I think no, Jeff had. I had. Oh, you had Rupe, right? Yes, I had Rupe. That was your big yeah. Dallas person. He was really good too. Um, but yeah, I really liked Jake Onger. He played really good last year. Um. Oh, that's and that's basically it. And that's that. <laughs> no, well, it's a great pick because yeah. I mean Dallas is a really good team. Uh, they're young. They keep getting better. Um, Ottinger set especially has pretty good defense in front of him. Um, especially Heiskanen is yeah. one of the top D in the league. Um, look out for the name Thomas Harley this year. By the way, he'll be in their top four as some of their other guys are kind of falling down their depth chart. But Dallas is a good team. Uh, we saw them take eventual Stanley Cup champion. Uh, Vegas to the limit, I think. You know, I think a couple more bounces Dallas could have been. Who knows? Maybe even raising the cup. So I think that's a very good pick. Uh, Tom, who's your pick? I got uh, Igor Shesterkin. Um, I think best uh, Igor in the league. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be top probably five Igor of all time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but he, to me, he's the best goaltender in the league. I think the range will be really good this year. Um, so to me, you got the best goaltender on one of the top five teams. He's going to put up a ton of wins. I think he's going to have a good save percentage, and at the end of the day, he's going to he's going to win the win the Vesna here. Fair enough. I'm going with another Connor. I'm going with Connor Hellebuck, who was playing for the Jets, and all the Jets did this offseason was trade one of their better players. But they really they traded Dubois to the Kings, but I think they kind of got the better end of that deal, getting Velarde back and I follow stuff. And a lot of people were like, "Oh no, the Jets they're going to just sell off all their players, blah blah blah," but they didn't. Uh, most of the team's still there. Uh, Hellebuck didn't go anywhere. He was great last year, and I think a lot of I think it kind of galvanized the team a little bit. It might be a little bit more off script, but I do just like the idea of him coming into Winnipeg, shutting everything down, showing everybody, hey, maybe you should have traded for me because nobody wanted to, you know, pay the price the Jets were asking, and just kind of proving his worth. Plus, I think he's also in a contract year, which is always a big plus for that. So I think he's just going to go out and just shut everything down. And if he doesn't, oh well. Last but not least, no, well, yeah, for for uh, individual awards, Sam, give me your rookie of the year. Even though I don't think we have to do this, yeah, it's pretty easy. Connor Bedard, Just yeah, no, yeah, that, one, that one's easy. I'm also saying Connor Bedard because I really wanted to have three Connors for everything I picked here, and I'm pretty cool with that. Um, you, I think you're gonna pick somebody else. Yeah, that's Tom. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I think a lot of these tro- these awards are not just individual awards, so. Okay. If I'm looking at a player, a rookie, who's going to have a, a chance to be on a team and make a difference for a team that might make the playoffs or make the run, I'm going to go Devin Levi for the Sabres. Uh, they haven't made the playoffs in 462 years. And if they are going to make the playoffs, they're going to need good goaltending. And to me, he's the top guy for them. So if he goes out there and wins, 
you know, 30 plus games and is the number one goalie for the Sabres and they make the playoffs, even if Bedard has a really good year, I think he could sneak out and win the trophy. And a, oh, one last word. A homer of the year, I believe, is going to go to Tom Hughes. <laughs> Tom Hughes, homer of the year. Look, I get what you're saying. Levi's great. Um, hopefully he kills it. Obviously, I want him to. Uh, but at the end of the day, and this is just how I feel about the NHL in general, they always push the people they want to be like the next ones. I don't think Devin Levi's that, but Connor Bernard sure as shit is, especially in Chicago. I think he's just going to get the votes for that. But I like your pick anyway. Last but not least, we're going to do our Stanley Cup picks. Um, I did my two teams that I have playing in the final. I don't know if you guys all did that, but yep. if not, figure yeah, it out. All right, then, Sam, you're up, and you better explain it in depth. Oh, here we go. Um, I have <laughs> I have the Rangers versus Edmonton. Go on. I went. I got Edmonton because they're obviously they made David Drysdale. They got that offense, mm-hmm. um, and I like the Rangers. I like the Rangers' core. I think they have a good goalie, which is Sturkin. I also really like Mika Zibanejad. And uh, they got now they got Patty Kane. They have Chris Kreider. No, they don't have Patty Kane anymore. Oh, he's gone now. He's okay. Free agent now. Well, my mistake. But um, <laughs> they got Chris Kreider. They got Adam Fox. They got a good core there, and I've all, I've liked them for the past few years. No, those are fine picks. I just like fucking with you. What do you got this time? I got I got Colorado over the Rangers. Okay. Uh, once again, I I think Colorado is the best team in the league. Last year they dealt with a lot of injuries. Obviously, I talked about McKinnon earlier. Miko Ranton is an absolute stud on his wing. They probably have the best uh, defenseman in hockey with Cal McCarr. Um, they have a lot of experience. You know, they kind of got run down last year. It's really tough to go back-to-back in the NHL with the amount of games they play. So I think they have a bounce back here. And then I also like the Rangers. Uh, like I said, Shesterkin's really good. Um, you know, you said a lot of those, you know, top-end players. The kid line for them, um, Lafreniere, Kako, and Cheadle, Played really good as a third line. It's a very deep lineup. Fox is a number one defenseman. So I think that they could be um, a real powerhouse all year. If Shesterkin can play in the postseason like he does in the regular season, um, they're going to be a real tough out. Cool. So for me, I mean, I took Edmonton too. I just kind of think we're at the point now with these guys that they've had their we should be winning everything, horrific losses that you learn from. That's just how hockey tends to work. And then you build off of that. It's hard to build off of. McDavid having a crazy season and they still blow it anyway after they they had that great series with the Kings. And then all of a sudden it's just like, they just keep falling short and they can't keep falling short. I feel like they're at the point where they're going to win the big one or at least get to it, uh, get to the Stanley Cup final. I don't know if they're going to win the cup specifically. Um, I don't really, I didn't really pick them over the other person because the team I have out of the East are the New Jersey Devils. Um, you kind of touched on it already with Jack Hughes being really good and the whole team is good. Like the whole team is good and they're young and they're growing together and they just keep adding the right pieces and everything's going well. Honestly, they just kind of need a goaltender, but they might have one with the Kira Schmidt on top of it. So I really like the idea of the Devils um, getting out of the East. What are you looking up there, bud? I just want to, I want to make sure something later. So go carry on. Okay. That's cool. Let me just start typing stuff. I don't know what's going on. All right. So that's just it for me. I really like the devils this time. I really liked them last year. I think they're going to take another step forward for sure. Because again, they're all youth. Um, they'll have both Hughes out there now. And as much as I don't like how great Hughes are. Another guy who could win a Calder. That's true too. That's, that's a good one too, I guess. Right. But it's still going to be kind of dark. But anyway, uh, yeah. New Jersey taking on Edmonton. I think it'd be. It's kind of fun to watch. Um, a lot of speed. A lot of speed. That's why I think it'll be fun to watch. Um, I'll go with the. You know, I'll just say I think the Devils will win the cup. This is obviously way too early, and I'll probably change it before we do 
picks is before the season starts. But yeah. for right now, let's go with that. Screw it. Um, well, we got to get out of here real soon. So that means it's time for final thoughts. Sam, it's your first official final thought. You said you would come up with one, so I hope you did. And it better not be lame. Go. I'm sticking with it. Uh, Saints are going to Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, I am. Why? 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 I, explain it better. I'm really high on the Saints. I really am. I what think. happened that you decided the Saints are it? Well, they got a solid defense. Okay. I, I really he had like, a dream. I've always had a dreams. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I really like Dennis Allen, and I think Derek Carr can get it together. I think he can throw it to Olave and Michael Thomas. I mean, Kamara's come back from suspension. I really think that team can get it together and actually be a high-power offense and have a good defense. It's fine. It's fair. I'll let it slide. I'm not even going to argue. It's your final thought. You look something up for yours. What do you got for me? Yeah. Um, so I made a post on my Instagram, I think, yesterday, the day before. Um, but this is a Bobby Witt appreciation post. Um, <laughs> because this guy has gotten no pub. Um, he came in with a lot of potential, and his values are not where they should be. I know he's getting overshadowed because Acuna is doing incredible things that no one's ever done before. But going into this year, there's only been two players ever to hit 30 home runs and steal 50 bases in the same year, Eric Davis and Barry Bonds. Right now, Bobby Witt is one home run and one stolen base, I believe, short of doing the exact same as the first player ever to do it in the American League. This guy is legit. He's still super young. He plays in Kansas City, so nobody cares and nobody watches him. But this guy is the real deal. If you are looking for someone to collect, someone to be a fan of, Bobby Witt's your guy. Fair enough. Um, so you're saying buy as much Bobby Witt as we should? Is that what you're telling me? I like Bobby Witt. Buy Bobby Witt. Buy Bobby Witt. Buy Bobby Witt. Junior. Know. Junior, by the way. Don't <laughs> buy a senior. That might not go as well. All right. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what else to say. I didn't really have much for a final thought here. Um, that's it. I am excited for the NHL to be coming up. That's pretty cool. Uh, I am disappointed that there's no Patrick here. Like, we oh, kind of did the bummed out me thing. Too. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> I'm just You're kidding. fine, I guess. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. The sports are starting to finally ramp up, and Patrick would always go, like, absolutely bananas, and we won't have him around for that. And I think that's, I think the viewers and listeners are missing out. Um, yeah, one of us just has to start going crazy, like, once a show on <laughs> the most random thing ever. Should I just be on the diehard next fan? That would no. be amazing. If you could just <laughs> fake it the whole time, I would probably <laughs> laugh really, really hard. Um, no, so the last thing is uh, I I want to know your guys' thoughts, even though it's my final thought. So I'm going to talk NASCAR for like two seconds here. Listen, it's they, your final thought. They got So NASCAR is can be a lot of fun, et cetera. Gambling on it live, by the way. You should think about that. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. I'm in. They're in their playoffs, which now they do this thing where it's like before all it was was a championship, kind of like the way the, the premiership. I'm just, you know what? Scratch this. I'm already changing what I'm going to okay. talk about here because this is way better to me. College football. <laughs> So I don't know if you heard. So like the Pac-2, because there's no Pac-12 teams anymore. They're trying to figure out how they can stay at power conference and how they can be like important. And if not, they're going to die. They're talking to the Mountain West Conference about um, combining, like aligning. But they don't want to like become just one big Pac-12 still. They want to do it to where there's still the Pac-12 and the Pac- and the Mountain West. They're going to have 16 teams, 8 and 8. And they're going to become a relegation thing, a relegation conference. So the power conference give you shots at like, you know, your power five slot in the playoffs and stuff. If you win the Pac-12, you get all that. But if you finish eighth in the conference, you go down to the Mountain West. If you finish first in the Mountain West, you bump up next year to the Pac-12. And then the six and seven teams play in a relegation game. Loser goes down. And then the two, three teams in the Mountain West play a promotion game. 
where the winner gets to move on to the Pac-12. So two teams would switch every year. And I think that's the way you make college football significantly better. You can give me your thought on that because I don't know if you were ready for that. Too. I was not. No, um, I think it would be so – that is that the would coolest be cool. way to that do it. That would be really cool. It's like soccer. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So – as we've talked about on this before, our fantasy football league has recently become a relegation league. Um, and it has added a whole new wrinkle and element to it that has changed how you manage your teams. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Anything to add excitement, to add more meaningful games, because I will tell you, no one cares about that nine, eight, nine matchup when it's just who finishes eighth, who finishes ninth. Now, if it's, Hey, I'm going to be relegated. I'm not going to be relegated. All of a sudden, that is much watch television and anything that is going to increase excitement for college football, for college sports, for any sports thing is good, good for everybody. So I love it. I didn't even know that was happening. And I, just read uh, about it and I forgot about it. And that's great. Is that a confirmed thing or is that? Just- no, no, this is like the main thing they're talking about because gotcha. obviously the PAC 12 has lost most yeah. of their teams and they're at a spot where they're like, what can we do to stay relevant and not become basically irrelevant? Mm. And the Mountain West, of course, is always looking for a way to become more prevalent, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden this is probably the only way that this works because if the Pac-12 was as strong as ever, none of their schools and teams are going to be agreeing to like potentially getting relegated to a lower conference, to a non-Power 5. There's no way that happens. Like the Big Ten teams and the SEC teams aren't going to be like, we should definitely do that too. No, because the Vanderbilts of the world aren't going to be like, Same. yeah, I want to get kicked out of here. No way. So right now, because of the way everything's all cluster messed up. Um, it's, it, it creates an opening for something new to happen. And even if they end up being the only two conferences slash conference to do it, it would still be really cool when they would have eyes on them at all times. And all of a sudden the two, three game in the mountain West becomes must see TV yeah, because it's a really promotion cool game and people are going to care about it because if there's one thing Americans don't have that they definitely want, it's promotion slash relegation. We just don't have it and we want it more. So that would definitely create intrigues. And I think that would be it. So, yeah, I, I was about to piggyback on your NASCAR thing because Collecticon was actually held in the Charlotte Convention Center, which is attached to NASCAR Hall of Fame. Oh, and that's super it, cool. Yeah. And then you had to, you know, call an audible. Well, I was going to talk, well, I was going to talk about the NASCAR playoffs, but it's still going. So, like, I don't have time for that. And that idea was way cooler, as you could tell, that we all got excited yeah, about it. Yeah, it's great. All right, we got to go. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening as well. Again, I'm sorry for Sam. He's new. He found out today that he had to do this because Tom didn't tell him yesterday. So I'm not taking any of the blame. But other than that, thank you for listening. Thank you for emailing. Thank you for watching, I guess, if you're doing this on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we like putting the time in for it. And we like just you being here, right? I And one last thing, Mike, get well.